0: Financial Grown-Up Guide, Managing Financial Anxiety During the Coronavirus Crisis. You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, Certified Financial Planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money, but it's okay. We're gonna get there together. We got this. Hey, friends, I hope everyone is doing everything they need to do to stay healthy and listening to the medical authorities about precautions we all need to be taking. The severity of the coronavirus crisis caught so many of us, including myself, off guard. Many of us have also been surprised not just by the dramatic stock market swings, but also by the increasing concerns about an economic recession. So the first thing that I want to do is to let all of you know, you are not alone. Financial anxiety is a very normal reaction. Before I get to some ways that we can manage our financial anxiety, I want to share some data. Over the last week, I've worked in partnership with the folks at Tally on a new survey conducted by Harris Poll. And it found that 76% of Americans are worried that the coronavirus will trigger an economic recession. The tally survey also found 68% of U.S. adults feel anxious about the impact the coronavirus is having on the financial markets. The most worried generation, millennials, who are also the most likely to have taken or are planning to take actions to preserve cash but they are not alone. It's really across all generations. And across all generations, 45% of adults do plan to or have already taken actions to preserve cash as a result of the coronavirus and its expected impact on the economy. 36% of adults surveyed are delaying major or non-essential purchases and 16% are only making the minimum payments on credit cards and other debt payments in an effort basically to preserve cash. One thing that I thought was encouraging in this data was that not a lot of us are trading. Only 12% said they plan to or have already bought stocks, and this part's even more important. Just 8% have or have plans to sell stocks. I wasn't surprised when we got the results of the tally survey overall. While I haven't taken any specific actions, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't anxious about all this, and how it will affect the stock market and the economy and all of our personal economic well being. It's a very natural human reaction. So, how do we manage the financial anxiety that for many of us is already there or could soon be coming? First, resist the urge to do something in a knee jerk reaction, like sell stocks just for the sake of doing something. We all have that need for control. If you do it, you risk locking in lower prices, then you're left with a challenge of when to reinvest those funds. The reality is that some of the best days for investments come soon after some of the worst days for the stock market. And I certainly can't predict the low. I'm betting you can't either. This is a time when we really need to learn about our personal risk tolerance and get honest about it. It's hard. It's hard but you can't time the stock market. At least I can't. If you can, congratulations, you're very special. (laughs) I don't know many people that are that good. If you looked at your brokerage account or your retirement savings, and the number is down a lot from the peak, here's a way you might feel better about it. It's kind of a mindset exercise. We tend to do something called anchoring. We anchor, for example, in many cases to that very best price that our investments were ever at, the highest peak. And we think, oh, that's what they were worth. And so anytime we're below that peak number, we feel we have, quote, lost that amount of money. But reframe that and try to anchor to the price at which you bought that investment. Odds are, given that we are at an 11 year bull market, or we've had an 11 year bull market, I should say, your investments are higher than the price you paid. I hope that makes you feel better. Another thing, if you are making regular contributions, probably through your paycheck to your retirement account, likely a 401k, you are actually dollar cost averaging into these lower prices. So you're getting better prices for money. You aren't likely to use until you're retired. It may not feel good now, but you are softening the blow. And if you aren't already, automate as much of your finances as you can, including debt repayments and savings. One less thing on your to-do list, one less thing to worry about. And try to stay on track with whatever your financial plan was a few weeks ago. The exception, of course, if you anticipate your income being lower or losing your job, in which case, of course, make the needed adjustments. One proactive step to take try to lower your interest rates on any debt that you do have. The Fed lowered rates by half a percent recently, so some of that will be passed on to consumers depending on the terms of your loan. And you can also work with apps like Tally to do that as well. I've also been trying to take it easy. I've been at home with my family, catching up on some reading, maybe watching a little too much of the news, but I'm making it a point to turn off the constant stream of sometimes alarming news about the coronavirus and to watch some TV that's not related to the news. Later today, my family has Frozen 2 on the agenda. While we are practicing social distancing, that doesn't mean you can't take a walk. I've been spending a couple hours a day, sometimes taking solo walks in the park and listening to music. Meditation can also be a relief. I use the Headspace app, but there are tons of other ones that you can try. Whatever works for you. There are also financial therapists and mental health professionals that you can talk to. Many are available remotely, and that can be a tremendous help if you want to share your feelings of anxiety, maybe without alarming your family too much. And I want to say something that may be a bit controversial. I am not a doctor, but if it works for you, many of us do benefit from anti anxiety medications. These often have adjustment periods, so it may take a couple of weeks to acclimate but a small dose of a prescription drug for anxiety could be something that might be worth considering again after consulting a doctor and if that is right for you. Finally, and this is an important one, as a journalist who has worked at some of the best organizations out there, including Reuters, CNN, and CNBC, be mindful about where you get your information. Stick to trusted news sources and tune out the hysterical noise you may read on the internet. Put plans in place, do what you need to do. But if you need to, you could also call a friend and just chat, play some board games with your family or friends and read a good long book, something to take your mind off of it. My son is trying to get me to finally read at least the first one of the Harry Potter series. And you know what? That might happen in the next few weeks. Do the things you've always kind of said you wanna do that you meant to do, but you could never find the time. You have the time. Thanks to my partners at Tally for working with me to put together this survey. It was very telling, surprising, maybe not so much, um, but it gives a pretty interesting picture of how we're all feeling and the reality of financial anxiety out there. You can learn more, by the way, about Tally at meettally.com. And thanks to all of you for listening and for your support and for being part of the financial grown up community. Stay healthy, everyone.